0: You're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Cody and Jess. Welcome back to the It's Her Time podcast. We have had a a good couple of weeks, and the last two episodes have been really amazing with the interaction that you girls have had, and we really appreciate that. And so I wanted to encourage those of you who haven't gone and watched or listened to these uh, previous two episodes. They're really heartwarming and inspiring, and I wanted to remind those of you who are interested in helping us to raise money for Mothers Without Borders, your opportunity is coming up this weekend. It's here this... Mother's Day weekend on Saturday and Sunday, 10% of all the sales of Mixer's products are going to be donated directly to Mothers Without Borders, who are making a huge difference in helping to improve many women and many uh, children's lives. So we really encourage you to, um, to show your love by purchasing Mixer's products. All right. Now, I'm excited to actually get into these next couple of episodes today and then next week's episode because I get a ton of questions from women who are very confused about their hormones. Um, and of course, I get it because when you're trying to figure out why you feel so crappy every single month, it can be so frustrating trying to get access to the appropriate doctors and especially to the appropriate tests. It can be even more frustrating to suffer terrible symptoms and yet have no diagnosis because your blood work comes back normal. Part of the problem is that you simply just don't know when is the best time to test hormone levels. And honestly, a lot of doctors don't always know either. So that's why I have been wanting to do this episode for a very long time. So like I said, in the next two episodes, I will be outlining some of the more common testing recommendations for women so that you can feel empowered to know what is available and what you can be asking for, and especially to know when is the best time to test. But before we do this, let's join Jess for a Mixers girl saying...
1: On today's Mixers Girls Say, we actually get to talk a little bit about some fun things that Mm -hmm. Mixers has been participating in. And we're going to talk for a second about training like a girl. We love that phrase because we're like, yeah, mm, strength, Mm -hmm. train like a girl. Girls are fast and strong and capable. And yeah, I love women Mm -hmm. training. Yeah. And that's what this whole episode is about. And I can't wait to get into
0: all of the details about what that actually means and what mm-hmm. that looks like and why, as women, we need to actually train differently. We're not just little men. Um, but we have an opportunity this week, and we want to invite our community to come and join us because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for us to meet you in person. Yeah, So we're going to FitCon in Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, and we're going to be there both Friday and Saturday. You can come and find our booth. And also, we actually get to headline sponsor a women's wellness area. And the reason why Cody and I wanted to share this, even if you're not able to come to this event in Utah, there's just something fun that we wanted to share with you that we're really excited about and really proud Mm -hmm. of and hoping that it can help trickle down and even continue to make more of a difference. But this event is all... completely focused on the fitness industry. It's all fitness supplements. It's all um, like exercise companies and fitness routines and packages for people to uh, start like a fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really rare to see any sort of brand like ours at this event last year. (laughs) We were the only brand with pink and really, really focused at all on hormone health. The event is incredible. The event itself, Fitcom, it's they do huge. a fantastic job and it's huge. It's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it is
0: funny that last year was our first year that we did this. And mm-hmm. I like to say that we stood out like a beautiful thumb. Yeah. Because we did That's stand so out, true. right? Like we, mm-hmm. we, everybody in the fitness industry is used to black and gray and red and blue and just, I don't know, a little more yeah. masculine. And
1: then we were just this big pink happy booth, you uh-huh. know? Mm-hmm. But what we love from last year to this year, and hopefully that we're um, able to continue to see evolve, is FitCon actually asked for mixers to sponsor a new women's wellness area. It's their first year ever having a space specific for women focused more on wellness and overall health outside of just the fitness, Mm -hmm. specifically exercise area. They're recognizing and wanting to be part of a movement for women to focus on overall wellness, which for us is such an incredible ask. We were thrilled. We jumped in on the opportunity. We were so appreciative of them recognizing what we're trying to feature for women and the changes that we're trying to make for women um, in their health journey. And that's actually something we want to share with you because (laughs) sharing mixers and sharing our message and sharing our products and being part of... um, you know, your very own wellness journey or sharing with friends and family around you, you're changing how women feel in the Mm -hmm. fitness industry and in the wellness industry by sharing about hormone health, by sharing about natural products, by sharing about listening to your body and listening to what your, the information your body is trying to give you about your health. And yeah, it's just been a fantastic opportunity for us to be part of, but we're thankful yeah, it's
0: we're literally changing the fitness culture, and I love that. I mean, a little here and a little there, but it's it is a movement that we're so excited to get behind. It's been something we've been working on since mixers began. Mm-hmm. It's been have you know having these kinds of conversations on this podcast, and whenever we go out and speak, these are the things that we're trying to like help women understand better, so that they feel empowered in their fitness journey and their wellness journey. And we love that it's getting recognized, and that the, these big industry players that are in the fitness world are also taking note and realizing that they've been maybe missing out on a a, a big part of this fitness demographic and um, and nothing against it it's just that and we'll talk about it more in this episode but women in fitness um have not always been guided um in the right way in the most effective way so so I love that and we're thrilled we're so excited for everything we've got planned.
1: yeah so if you're in Utah come and visit us Mother's Day weekend not, stay here, listen to the episode, and hopefully we'll see you at a different event near you soon. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all-natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let Mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com. M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Okay, we're going to talk about understanding the hormonal
0: cycle so we can understand when it's the best time to test. When evaluating hormone health, I do want to mention, though, that it is important to also understand our gut and our liver function since they play a huge role in breaking down hormones to maintain proper levels. But for the purpose of this episode and the next, we're going to focus on just hormone testing. I will be covering a lot of valuable information. So, Feel free to pause this, rewind if needed, and you may want to take notes. Like I mentioned before, my goal is to help you all feel so empowered and best be able to be your own best health advocates. So let's begin. If we want to talk about when to test hormones, then we first have to understand how the menstrual cycle works and how doctors are going to talk to you about this in terms of timing. Okay, so let's just do a quick overview of the menstrual cycle for hormone testing. Okay, day one, this is the first day you see bright red blood. Day 14, these are key days. This is when women are typically told that they ovulate, but that's not true for every single woman or for every cycle, every single month. But we use this as a baseline when we are discussing lab tests to, lab tests, and the timing that goes around them. So you should monitor your cycle and symptoms to find out when you, you are actually ovulating for sure. The other significant day is day 28, and I'm going to say day 28-ish because like I said, not everyone has a 28-day cycle. However, you'll often hear the menstrual cycle talked about in terms of 28 dates. This is where your hormones drop if you don't get pregnant and if you're tracking your period and you know that you have a shorter or longer cycle. So let's go back to day one. This is when you're going to um, once again see blood. Now, it's super important to note that while you are on hormonal birth control, you shouldn't, you should not ovulate. It actually prevents that, and you don't have a period. So instead, you will have um, what is known as a medication induced withdrawal bleed, that isn't actually a period. So some women also um, can also have this bleeding. Um, and it will continue to, they will continue to still be able to ovulate if they do have an IUD though. So there is a little bit of difference between those two things, but it's really good and important for you to understand with depending on what your birth control is, that you understand what is to be expected and how your body is functioning. Okay, let's get into the best time to test our hormone levels. So if you're struggling with a hormone imbalance, Testing your sex hormones can help you to understand where the issue is rooted. And remember, we're all about root cause. Evaluating estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone can be super helpful in understanding which hormones are driving your symptoms. Hormone levels, though, for us girls are never static throughout the month, though. And this is why so many women will get like the term within range blood test results. So that's why I want to give you all this information so that you understand like what that could mean and you will get more accurate results and a little better understanding of what's actually going with your body because timing is really everything. So let's start with estrogen. Okay. So what day should estrogen levels be checked? Because it does matter. So when you are, when you are evaluating female estrogen levels, The best day to do that is day three because it's when estradiol, along with our follicular stimulating hormone, which is known as FSH, and our luteinizing hormone, which is known as LH, blood tests should be performed. Now, testing estradiol at the beginning of the cycle, along with the FSH, can help us to understand our brain and ovarian communication. Measuring FSH and LH is super helpful and important so that we can better understand how well the brain is talking to the ovaries. Now, let's talk about FSH. This is follicular stimulating hormone. And when should those be checked? also on day three. It's so important when testing FSH uh, for fertility or for evaluating your ovarian reserve. Um, FSH is tested on day three of your cycle. Remember, day one is the first day of your period. So that's the first day we see that bright red blood. Now, testing on or around day three of your cycle can be helpful in evaluating things like PCOS and getting that kind of diagnosis as well. So be aware that this test alone will not diagnose PCOS, but like I said, testing FSH and LH can help us understand how the brain is talking to the ovaries, and the hormones can help us know um, how the ovaries are responding to that message. Now let's talk about estradiol because there's a couple different forms of estrogen. Um, During your reproductive years, estradiol, which is also known as E2, is our predominant form of estrogen. Now, as we then begin to transition into menopause, our, our predominant estrogen turns into estrone, which is also known as E1, and it becomes the most common circulating estrogen in our system. This is important to understand because depending on the phase of life that you are in, your estrogen levels and the type of estrogen are going to vary, and um, so should the testing. The testing should vary as well. If you are in a phase of life where you should be having periods, though, you need to check your estradiol. All right, so let's talk about testing estrogen. Um, another time of the month because there's also an important time to test between the days 19 and 22 of our monthly cycle. Now, when I was practicing as a holistic health practitioner, I would have my clients ask their primary care doctor to check estrogen levels around day three, like we mentioned. So yes, the third day of their period, like we've been talking about. But in some cases, I would recommend them testing between days 19 to 22 or about five to seven days after ovulation, whenever that was applicable to them. That was my recommendation when we were trying to evaluate estrogen levels, especially in relation uh, to progesterone during the luteal phase, because it can help us identify if symptoms like weight gain or irritability or really heavy periods... Um, It can help us to know if they are related to estrogen dominance. So when you simply test on the day that you just happen to be at the doctor's office getting your exam, your levels may be just fine for that particular day. But to get a really good understanding of estrogen levels and how they're affecting your symptoms, you have to test and compare with where they should be based on the timing of your cycle. All right, well, let's move now into progesterone, another important sex hormone of ours. Um, It's important to know that progesterone levels are highest around that um, five to seven days following ovulation, which is within that luteal phase I talked about, which is our second half of our monthly cycle. So this is why testing is recommended um, between days 19 through 22 of our 28-day cycle. So even though we're commonly told that women ovulate like clockwork on day 14 of their cycle, unfortunately, this isn't always the case. So girls, I want you to understand how your body works each month. And the best way to know is to track each month, um, to track your menstrual cycle every single month, but also track your basal body temperature. And remember to evaluate your cervical mucus to get an idea of when and if you are ovulating. Now, our Mixers app can be super helpful for this, um, or you can use like an over-the-counter LH strips, which can help you dial in the day you ovulate. It's good to know that that's available too. If you don't know what to look for, especially when it comes to body temperature or our cervical mucus, know that when you ovulate, your body temperature is going to rise and your vaginal discharge becomes the consistency of like a stretchy egg white. And so if you keep an eye on these changes to your body, there's a really good chance that you can then be better at approximating when you are ovulating. Now, I'm going to just point out, this is not a commercial, but I think it's really cool. There are lots of tools out there for us. You can use just a simple thermometer but i for instance have a tool called the aura ring this is a, a fitness kind of measuring device but it measures all kinds of different things and one of the things that it does measure is my body temperature so every single day i'm getting a reading of knowing where my body temperature is and it's been very accurate as far as letting me know when my body is most most um, likely to ovulate as well as when my body is going to start Um, Or stop period. So it's really, really cool. Understanding these little signs that our body gives us is very powerful and helps us to be able to take, take that power into our own hands and really understand what's going on with our body. Now, for a lot of women, this will mean that testing for progesterone should happen probably roughly around day 19 through 22 of their cycle. Again, this recommendation could change if you are not ovulating day 14 of your cycle, which is actually super common, like I've mentioned, or if your typical cycle is shorter or if it's even longer than those 28 days. Tracking all of this, tracking your cycle for a few months before you go and have a doctor's visit and is going to be super helpful. That way, you can go in very prepared to talk to your doctor so that then the two of you can best determine the best day for you to test progesterone. Now, let's talk about testosterone, okay? Um, Did you know that testosterone is actually at its highest point in the morning. And so when it comes to testosterone, it's not so much about which day of the month you should test, but it's more about what time of the day to test. Testosterone is best tested between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. So yes, testosterone is a key hormone to test for women. When testosterone levels are low, this is often when we see things like low libido and fatigue and even depression. And when testosterone levels are high, as we often see in polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, women experience things like acne or irregular periods and they'll have hair growth on their chin or chest or abdomen. Um, Elevated testosterone can also lead to hair loss on the scalp. So another thing to consider is that testosterone levels can vary by age, so results have to be interpreted accordingly. So make sure that you are asking your doctor what is considered normal based on your age. Also, when testing testosterone levels, you have to test both total and free testosterone and make sure you are also testing your sex hormone binding globulin, which is known as SHBG. Um, You want to know these levels so that you can get a clear picture of what exactly is going on. Most important thing to remember is that you can get your testosterone levels measured any time of the month, any day of the month, and that this test is best done in the morning because that is when our testosterone levels are at their highest naturally. So now I'm going to I'm going to address this question because I feel like it I get it often um, because it can make things a little more complicated. Now let's say you don't have a period. Let's say if your period has stopped showing up or never arrived in the first place, this is what is called amenorrhea, which is a good term to be aware of. There are actually two different types of amenorrhea. The first one is called primary amenorrhea, and it's when you haven't gotten your period by the age of 15 or 16. And then the second type of amenorrhea is called secondary amenorrhea, and this is when you have had a period, but now it's gone. Um, if your regular period is missing for three or more months, or your irregular period is missing for six or more months, this is considered secondary amenorrhea. Now, there is a word of caution because often doctors will try to prescribe the birth control pill as a means for treating amenorrhea. If you begin birth control, you will not be able to test follicular sti- stimulating hormone levels, luteinizing hormone levels, estradiol, progesterone, um, or any of those accurately, which can make testing not at all helpful when trying to understand the root cause of this condition, okay? In fact, the Endocrine Society guidelines clearly advocate against the use of the pill in women with functional hypothalamic amenorrhea solely to restore a period or even improve bone mass. They also recommend educating patients who are currently using the pill that it may mask these issues. So I tell you this because knowledge is power. It's good to be armed with this knowledge so that you can be better prepared about the options being suggested by your primary care doctor. Now, I will share that there are tests to consider for a missing period if you are not on the birth control pill. These are the things that you should ask for a pregnancy test, okay? Could be pregnant and that could be why you're not having a period. The others are follicular um, or follicle stimulating hormone or that FSH, luteinizing hormone, LH, estradiol. Sometimes docs won't test estrogen, but if you don't, then remember you're missing info on how the ovaries respond to the brain signals, okay? Also have them test for prolactin, have them do what's known as a thyroid panel, Have them test free testosterone and androstenedione, DHEAS, 17OH progesterone, cortisol, fasting insulin, glycated hemoglobin, which is known as HGA1C, fasting glucose, or have them do a glucose challenge. Now, you might want to pause this and go back and take notes on some of those tests and make a list and put them in your little wallet or your purse so that you can have those handy when you go and talk to your doctor. Are you going to need all of these tests? Maybe. But also, maybe not. So, this is where an experienced clinician can be very helpful for you. Now, I know that many women experience resistance to their request to have a comprehensive hormone testing done. I would then urge you to seek out a functional medicine practitioner, or a naturopathic physician, or a reproductive um, endocrinologist or a gynecologist that you trust. I know it can be super frustrating to try to find a provider that will help you, um, but there are many amazing uh, practitioners that are out there who can and will help you get the labs that you need. You just need to keep looking. Also, don't let a doctor convince you that a missing period doesn't matter because you're not interested in baby making at the moment. Amenorrhea is a sign of an underlying issue that needs to be addressed, whether you're trying to conceive or not the quality of care you receive um, shouldn't be dependent on whether or not you want to have a baby at this moment. Okay. I know this is a lot. I'm going to finish this episode now because I know this can be so much to take in all at once. So in this episode, we covered our sex hormones and how to understand when when to test um, these hormones according to our monthly menstrual cycle. Um, But I I'm going to go into more later, and I hope that you find this information super useful and that it takes some of the confusion out of testing for you. In next week's episode, I'm going to be covering when is the best time to test our other hormone levels like insulin and cortisol, thyroid hormones, etc. I'm excited to share this information too. Thank you so much for being the best audience in the world. I love and appreciate the love and support you, you girls give us. Um, Thank you so much for those of you who are sharing our episodes with the girls in your life because truly sharing is caring. You're helping our little show to grow and to get a lot of attention. I'm excited to share that we are currently in the top 2% of all podcasts. Thanks to you loyal listeners who have taken the time to subscribe and to leave ratings and reviews. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to you joining me here again next week for another fun episode. Until then, have a very happy and healthy week. Take care. Bye.